Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing John MacArthur, uh, Christian nationalism, and loser theology. So, John MacArthur has been accused of touting loser theology, and we're going to be answering the question as to whether John MacArthur actually believes in loser theology. And I think that, you know, the shorter answer is no. I don't think he believes in loser theology. And I do think his teaching on some of the issues that we're going to speak about today is a little bit inconsistent, but we're also going to be glad for these inconsistencies because I think these inconsistencies have actually been to his benefit, to the church's benefit, and for the glory of God. So there's a lot of nuance that we're going to be attempting in this conversation, and I do got to say up front, as a disclaimer, I am not a MacArthur bro. And I'm not a MacArthur hater. I'm just, you know, your humble Christian who didn't grow up in Big Eva. I didn't grow up around the whole Big Eva environment. I didn't grow up going to Christian conferences uh, or retreats or anything like that. I've only ever been to one in my entire life, and it was last year, last fall. I don't go to these things. It wasn't John MacArthur's. So I just want to be clear about who I am and what my perspective is. I'm not a John MacArthur bro. However, speaking of John MacArthur bros, they seem to be the main opponents of Christian nationalism, not necessarily John MacArthur himself. So that is a clear delineation I want to make here, is that a lot of the criticisms that I'm going to make here are actually aimed at not necessarily John MacArthur, but his followers, his devotees, some of the people who, you know, follow him obsessively and kind of treat him as inerrant and infallible. And John MacArthur has this. You know, a, a couple weeks ago, I talked about Scott O'Neill and Annual and Josh Bice and how they're talking about, you know, Christian nationalists wanting to create a Protestant pope. Well, these are John MacArthur bros. They have a Protestant pope. John MacArthur has been erected to a Protestant papal, papal status. That's just an undeniable fact. And I'm not saying John MacArthur hasn't earned a lot of respect and credence. But I think his followers, they take, this, they take John MacArthur devotion way further than a Doug Wilson follower takes Doug Wilson devotion. I think that's true. I don't think you can deny that. So that's what we're going to be trying to nuance in this video and try to drive the conversation in a more productive direction. So, uh, but first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. And uh, you can support us over at our Patreon-like system over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. So that's where you can go to uh, support us. You get more access to more content. Otherwise, the least you can do is to like that, like this video, subscribe to the channel. Those really help with the magical YouTube algorithms, especially new subscribers. That that is probably the single most helpful thing with uh, YouTube algorithms that I can observe. And if you're a podcast listener, also subscribe as well, or follow. However, it works on whatever uh, out aggregator you use. So, but again. There is a free newsletter that you should check out as well. That's linked in the description that gives you more access to more content. So 
We're going to start off talking about Nathaniel Jolly, who I think has been operating in very bad faith as it relates to the Christian nationalism discussion. He posted this um, short, I I believe it's a YouTube short that he uploaded to Twitter. Uh, And it's on John MacArthur, and this went viral. This post has uh, 661,000 views, and Nathaniel Jolly just says, we don't win down here. That's all. And it's in quote, it's quoting John MacArthur. And this is what Nathaniel Jolly posted in response to Christian nationalism. Nathaniel Jolly, and I will call him out, has been disingenuous and arguably slandering on social media that is worth calling out. And this is his response to Christian nationalism. It's not necessarily a good response because these aren't necessarily good arguments in this one minute clip, devoid of con- devoid of outside context. This is not necessarily John MacArthur at his best because of the context removed, and that's being favorable. Uh, because I will take issue with the a more broader context that we're about to look at. So Nathaniel Jolly tweeted this out, and you know it, it's about loser theology and stuff. Yeah, and this was widely accused of loser theology. Now, there are a couple things that John MacArthur is very controversial about. One is his view on Romans 13. He famously taught uh, his view on Romans 13 was not to, was to submit to the government unless. And the list of unless uh, basically just meant compelled to sin or renounce Christ, stuff like that. Like, that's basically where he drew the limits. So when lockdowns came, he was an ardent lockdown supporter until he wasn't. Because I believe John MacArthur realized that his famous teaching on Romans 13 was incompatible with the Christian life. So he realized that, and they turned from their very obscure teaching, and by there, I, I mean, I'm lumping all of Grace Community Church in that because I believe at the time they posted a very obscure interpretation and teaching on Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. So that was at the time, and they turned from that. And one of the things that I want to highlight here is that John MacArthur's views on this issue are not clear. He's inconsistent on this issue. Yet, John MacArthur's followers, whatever inconsistencies exist in John MacArthur's views and John MacArthur's teachings, and these inconsistencies are for the better, I want to just remind you of that, they have not trickled down to his followers, to the John MacArthur bros. So that's going to be where most of the disagreement is. Because Nathaniel Jolly is trying to own the Christian nationalist with this clip, but the broader context of this clip is not exactly the clip you want to use to own Christian nationalist because the arguments that John MacArthur makes in the broader context are actually some of the same arguments that Christian nationalists make, particularly about enforcing the first table of the law. So we're going to listen to the full clip, full context, and... uh. We're going to do it at 1.5 speed for brevity. Maybe I'll lower it down to 1.4 uh, to be more charitable. Or 1.35. So we're going to listen to this clip of John MacArthur. This sermon, I'm not entirely sure when this sermon was. 
This video is posted by a John MacArthur Bro channel, and they are posting this affirmatively supporting what John MacArthur said. So just like Nathaniel Jolly is affirmatively posting what John MacArthur said in this clip, even though it presents a bad argument by John MacArthur, the way that it's being cut, this is someone presenting fuller context of a somewhat good, somewhat problematic argument that John MacArthur makes. So here we go. Hey, we tried. We honestly did. I think you did. I think I did. I mean, I took interviews. I responded to questions. I think we tried to um, have an influence on our nation last year. We tried to uphold the truth. We tried. We tried to uphold righteousness. We tried to uphold integrity. We, we called on God. We proclaimed His Word. We proclaimed the gospel like we've always done. Our nation didn't want that. Our leaders didn't want that. Satan doesn't want that. Kingdom of Darkness isn't interested in that. That doesn't change anything. We'll keep doing exactly what we've always done. Isaiah said to God, how long do I do this? You're telling me that I'm going to be preaching Isaiah 6 and people are going to reject me? How long do I do that? And God says to him, until there's nobody left to do it, too. Why would I do that? Because God has a remnant. God has a remnant. Yeah, our nation is going the way of Satan, but what else would it do? It's in his kingdom. Satan has power, flesh. So one of the things that I might take issue with is, you know, do we consider Satan's, you know, power in the same category as a kingdom? You know, there is a kingdom of God. It is at hand. But is there a kingdom of Satan? Or is he just a rebel in God's kingdom? So again, this is where you know we get, we can get into whether what view of kingdom theology, you know, classical two kingdom, radical two kingdom, or one kingdom. Uh, this is where we can get into a discussion about that. But again, John MacArthur has I don't want to say super clear views because we're going to get into there's some nuance to that. But he has very uh, public views on a lot of his theology, and we got to take that into account is fiercely wicked. And as, as I look at this, I, as I mentioned earlier, I, I love the clarity that has arisen. You know, we had for decades people trying to create a cultural Christianity that could appeal to non-believers. There was a kind of superficial, shallow Christianity that watered down the gospel, didn't talk about sin, tried to have a positive message. And it was very successful. And I, I get it because I fought that battle, well, for almost all the time I've been here. There has always been, seemingly in my mind, a, a superficial, shallow, false form of Christianity. And one of the things that has just driven me through these years is to call the people who say they're Christians to act like Christians, to follow the Word of God, to be faithful, let the church be the church. Calling the church to repentance. But it was a tough call. Why? Because superficial Christianity made a lot of money. Superficial Christianity elevated a lot of charlatans. It was successful. Oh, the biggest churches in America are part of it. It was very hard to call people to faithfulness 
when you could be so corrupt and so successful in Christian religion. That was the battle. Now I think there's a sifting and a shifting. So we get some very fascinating arguments being posited by John MacArthur. He's talking about megachurch Christianity. Uh, he calls it cultural Christianity or a type of cultural Christianity. Uh, again, I just think it's Big Eva. Like, there's multiple strands of Big Eva, right? You got the Gospel Coalition, which is a huge behemoth of a website. You got the Desiring God folks. John MacArthur is part of Big Eva, undeniably. But you also have the Hillsong crowd. That's Big Eva, too. Uh, Craig Rochelle, largest church in the United States. Andy Stanley, he's uh, top five, I believe. Uh, Brian Tome, or Tome in Ohio, I think. Big Eva, Joel Osteen, Big Eva, uh, Stephen Furtick, Rick Warren. These people have been very successful. So John MacArthur is articulating something true here. I don't know if I agree with his terminology uh, necessarily, but he is making a great point about how profitable it was to water down the Bible. First of all, phonies are going to have a hard time hiding with the internet. We're seeing one after another, after another, after another. Dead ones and alive ones. This dead apologist had a deviant sex life. He's talking about Ravi Zacharias. So this is post-2021. And I know this is also post-2021, or I believe early Joe Biden Regency, uh, because he makes reference to this time period. So I believe this takes place in, yeah, this sermon's in 2021, I believe, but, uh, early 2021, given the Robbie Zacharias reference being fresh, if I had to guess. This cool dude, rock and roll pastor was immoral with multiple women for years and years. I'm not sure which one that is. You know, I, I look at all that comment. If you do, my thoughts were, I don't know, I don't think if it weren't for Jesus Christ that I could sell anybody on Christianity. We preach Christ, right? And you're attracted to Him, right? But if, the, if there are people out in the world who just look at Christianity, it has to be not only uninviting, but maybe even repulsive. Who are these people? Filthy, rich, immoral, corrupt, narcissistic. If it weren't for Jesus Christ, Christianity would have no appeal. But liars and frauds and false teachers and con men and all of that have been very, very successful. Massively media exposed people have turned that into a fortune. And that's the um, seduction of corruption. False teachers always do it for the same reason. Filthy lucre. Money. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think nowadays, uh, clout. Clout might rank right up there with money. Like, people are clout chasers. So, you know, Mike Todd, although he's got Walter White money, but he's a clout chaser. But... Uh, you know, how big's your church? It's a penis swinging contest when a lot of these people get together. 
about how big your church size is. So I think that's part of it, not just money, but prestige. There's a lot of uh, worldly things that drive false teachers. But yeah, money is definitely the one of the examples, uh, the primary example provided in Scripture, but it's not the only reason, I would say. So I, I realize over the years fighting against saying to people who call themselves Christians, why don't you follow the Word of God? That, that was a hard sell because they could be fake and successful, whereas some dear, faithful pastor preaching the Word of God was struggling to survive. I, I don't think fake Christianity is doing too well today. Do you? Yes. I think people are done with that. Really? Are we really going to say that false teachers are defeated right now? I mean, I think eternally, yes. But this is, again, one of the points that I would drive issue with. And yes, we are getting to the point where John MacArthur talks and name drops post-millennialism. But are, but are we really going to pretend that, you know, false the the prosperity gospel or so to speak or mega church Christianity are we gonna act like that's falling apart? Cause I'm not yet convinced. Uh you know, has Life Dot Church closed down any branches? Andy Stanley, has he lost some churches in his network? Is Ark shrinking? I'm not sure I agree with this point here. We do, however, see liberal churches shrinking. And we also see uh, corrupt denominations just splintering and dwindling, like the Southern Baptist Convention, United Methodist Church. In fact, they're in a, so many churches are in a battle to leave the UMC. And they, they can't do it because, in a lot of cases, the, the court will just rule uh, ecclesiastical abstination doctrine and wipe their hands clean. I see this as true with liberal churches. I'm not sure if I see this as, as happening with mega churches. However, I have done a series of videos and articles uh, titled uh, Ghost Mega Churches. But these ghost mega churches largely are dwindling because of Branch Covidianism, because they locked down their church. They convinced the world that they were not essential, and the world agreed, in large part. So, that, to me, is the driving force. And perhaps John MacArthur could have seen himself suffer the same fate. But I do believe that the Holy Spirit moved John MacArthur to open his church. So maybe he is right. But he didn't articulate it like that. He just articulated as Christianity is getting more unpopular. So these types of counterfeits aren't going to last much longer. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think those types of counterfeits made a bad fidu a fiduciarily irresponsible decision long term to shut down their churches. And it's going to cost them because that was a stupid decision. It was a stupid decision in March 2020. It was a stupid decision looking back. And it's going to kill a lot of megachurches. And it already has. Uh, we we documented this. And oh, by the way, um, I read the other day that one of the evangelical publicists, whatever that is, 
said he's happy to let us know that the new administration will uphold religious freedom. Really. The new administration will uphold religious freedom? Um, I don't even support religious freedom. See, this is a clip that I believe went viral like last year for this section and his view and John MacArthur's views on religious freedom, which are entirely biblical here. Uh, because he's saying that, you know, idolatry isn't a natural right. So I, I think he's right. But this event went viral and you got a lot of people, you know, this was a controversy, a doctrinal related controversy surrounding John MacArthur. And yet this section doesn't match up with the vitriol and the behavior of the MacArthur bros and what they're demonstrating against Christian nationalism. Now, John MacArthur himself, I do not believe has weighed in on this issue. Phil Johnson, his right-hand man, has in the negative on Christian nationalism. But John MacArthur himself, I don't believe, has. Otherwise, that wouldn't have went viral in the same way when Vody Bauckham came out in support of Christian nationalism. That went viral as well. But this clip went viral and... Does it necessarily match with the articles written by Scott Annual and uh, Josh Bice, who are have such lofty views of the First Amendment? Religious freedom is what sends people to hell. I, to say I support religious freedom is to say I support idolatry. It's to say I support lies. I support hell. I support the kingdom of darkness. You can't say that. No Christian with half a brain would say, we support religious freedom. We support the truth. Oh, guess what? We don't win down here. We lose. So this is the clip that Nathaniel Jolly cuts in at. So he tried to say, you know, religious liberty bad, and he cut that, the, the clip cuts that out for this next argument that John MacArthur offers. And it's supposed to be an argument, You the way that the article, arguments being clipped is being clipped to oppose Christian nationalism after John MacArthur made an argument very similar to what we've seen from Christian nationalists. Like a Christian nationalist would have agreed with that uh, previous segment. You ready for that? Oh, you, th oh, you were a post-millennialist. You thought we were just going to go waltzing into the kingdom as you took over the world. No, we lose here. Get it. They killed Jesus. They killed all the apostles. We're all going to be persecuted. Uh, just to do a quick fact check there, we don't necessarily know what the end result for all the apostles was. We rely on tradition to tell us these things, but we don't know for certain what happened to each one of the apostles. Although I do believe that the tradition tells us that the apostle John uh, lived at had a happy ending, but all the others didn't. So, but how do we know that? Because of tradition? Uh, yes, that's the only basis for us knowing pretty much 
that statement. So we don't know that for certain. I just want to be clear about that. Because I do believe that that tradition has informed uh, and has been applied, misapplied, uh, towards some bad theological views, particularly ones of an R2K or pietistic variety. If any man come after me, let him, what, deny himself, garbage of prosperity gospel. No, we don't win down here. Are you ready for that? Just to clear the air? I love this clarity. We don't win. We lose on this battlefield, but we win on the big one, the eternal one. If the new administration supports religious freedom, get ready. Persecution will be ramped up because the more supportive they are of the devil's lies, the less they're going to tolerate the truth of Scripture. So we lose down here. That's basically, that's the Nathaniel Jolly quote, if I recall. So we lose down here. Is that really true? Because that's not. No, that's not really true. I mean, let's look at John MacArthur for a minute here. Look at that pulpit. Look at that nice suit. I think he's wearing a watch. I, I know for certain that he's, in the past, received a very nice watch as a gift for 50 years of service in his church. Know that for... I, I do remember that being uh, reported on. Julie Roy's, uh, that hack reporter... Not reporter, really. Uh, that hack, liberal hack, wrote an entire article denigrating John MacArthur for his wealth, even though, you know, home values appreciate. And, you know, that, you know, we, we know that home values appreciate and all that other stuff. Yet, John MacArthur saying that, you know, he's a loser down here? Is that really true? John MacArthur is massive church. John MacArthur and his piles of wealth, his stacks, fat stacks, and I don't, I'm not begrudging that. John MacArthur, you know, he sold millions of books. He's a loser down here? John MacArthur and his devotees that would elevate him to papal status? How is he a loser down here? John MacArthur's a winner. In fact... John MacArthur won a lawsuit against the state of California, 800K. And he didn't even have to pay legal fees for that. That was pro bono, but from a Christian organization, John MacArthur's a winner. John MacArthur has won battles. He has scalps. He's won down here. That's what's so insane about this quote here. The person making it isn't qualified to say that he's a loser down here. He's a winner down here. And I'd like to see the John MacArthur bros get mad at me for calling John MacArthur a winner. Because the point he's making is wrong. The church expands. The church grows. I think the church gets sanctified over history. You know, we don't have to figure out what a trinity is because of us standing on the shoulder of shoulders of giants. We don't have to hash out the issue of justification by faith because we're standing on the shoulders of giants. 
And now we have to wrestle with different issues for our time and then future generations, unless Jesus re returns, which I believe he can at any moment. I believe that Jesus will come back when he wants to come back, that, you know, th there's no special magic formula, whether it be post-millennials or dispensationalists, because I'm neither of those two. There's no special formula for when Christ returns. So he can come back and the kingdom has expanded. It is the mustard seed that's grown into a massive tree. We win down here. Church history tells us that we win down here. Are some people martyred? Yes. Do Christians undergo persecution for their faith? Yes. That doesn't mean we lose. Facing persecution doesn't make you a loser. Facing persecution isn't overcomable or insurmountable. Might be the better word. This is a bad quote from John MacArthur, but it's the quote that Nathaniel Jolly promotes. That's the one he clips. We condemn every lie and we call every person to this. There's one true God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You'll have no other gods before me, right? There's salvation in one name and one name only. That's Jesus Christ. We will proclaim the exclusivity of the gospel, the unique revelation authority of Scripture. We're not going to lobby for freedom of religion. What, what kind of nonsense is that? We are in the world to expose all those lies as lies. I also wonder whether this is a shot at the ERLC for uh, supporting the building of a mosque near, I believe it was ground, you know, the Twin Towers and all. So the ERLC lobbied for their religious freedom, but obviously the ERLC does not have any history that I know of of lobbying for Christian religious freedom. So this is just part of what's been on my mind. Um, That's a good joke. I like that. <laughs> oh, so many things. Well, I'm not going anywhere, so there's always next week. But, <laughs> but John, I, I really didn't intend to get a little further than this, but John 15, just read a couple of verses here. Our Lord talks to the disciples, chapter 15, verse 19. Verse 19, well, verse 18, let's start there. If the world hates you, you know that it has what? Okay, we don't win here. Do you get this? They killed him. They killed the apostles. And in every generation, they killed the people who proclaimed the truth. You know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, verse 19, the world would love its own. But because you're not of the world, so if you want the world to love you, you've got to convince them that you're not against them. But we are against them. Not out of animosity, but out of love. So I think the fallacy there is that being hated by the world means you're losing down here. That to me is the fallacy. And the John MacArthur bros, you know, part of what they're doing is they're posturing. They know that John MacArthur is not going to be with us for that much longer. I think they're posturing for influence. They're jockeying for power, institutional power, and all this other stuff. 
it's pathetic behavior, to be honest. But I think that's what the people at G3 are doing. And I'm not afraid to call that out. And it's a bad look. And it, it's not going to work. I don't think God's going to reward that. That's just how I view it. Because God preserves his church. So, anyway, does that video necessarily negate that which Christian nationalists want to see in government? I think the answer is no. Christian nationalists want a self-consciously Christian nation. To say that John MacArthur wouldn't support that, I think is ludicrous. To say that John MacArthur wouldn't work towards that, I think is fair. Again, because John MacArthur's history on activism is very shaky. It just is. Uh, we we uh, can talk about his, you know, opposing of the abortion protests. Uh, that That's decades ago. But we can also talk about him fighting the lockdown mandates and stuff like that in court. So there's a lot that we can go off of. But it's inconsistent. But that same inconsistency doesn't trickle down like I'd like to see it trickle down. But in any case, that, that quote doesn't, you know, presuppose that John MacArthur wouldn't support uh, what Christian nationalists support. He just wouldn't support it for his perceived reasons for why Christian nationalists receive it because he might perceive it as an escadet eschatological issue, even though I would say most Christian nationalists are pre-mill dispy. So this is an issue between not dispensationalists and Christian nationalists. This is an issue between MacArthur bros, not even MacArthur himself and Christian nationalists. That's what the issue is between. So that's all I got to say about that for now, of course, because I always have more. I'll be here next week. Uh, Anyway, have a blessed day, and I will catch you on the next one.